Sounds like football, baby. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. It is Tuesday, which means we're talking waiver wire right here on the show today as we're getting you set for the waiver wire ahead of week 13. Hopefully you guys all had a successful week 12, had a great Thanksgiving Day holiday as we are getting into crunch time here, just two weeks remaining in the fantasy regular season. And then we start that march to those championships and bringing home that hardware. Of course, this is a year-round network of shows here on the Dynasty Warzone network of podcasts, so you need to stay subscribed, tuned in, hang out with us all year-round. We've got a ton of great content coming at you even after the fantasy season concludes. We are back to our regularly scheduled programming, of course, here on the network, so be sure to stay locked and loaded for the Warzone coming at you Wednesday with a big bet back here on Thursday with another edition of the Fantasy Football Smackdown Start Sit ahead of Thursday Night Football, 7 p.m. Eastern time, just like every other week. Bring those questions. Come hang out with us live. Uh, but with that, let's just dive into the wave wire for week 13. There are four teams on by, and of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, you get to see all of the graphics here with the rankings and the ownership percentages and so forth. So uh, if you're a little late to the game, it's not too late. Come get uh, hooked up with us on YouTube. Just subscribe, turn those notifications on. You'll get the live content and bonus content as well. Four teams on by in week 13, the Panthers, Browns, Colts, and Titans. Again, that's Panthers, Browns, Colts, and Titans. There are another four teams on by in week 14 as well, so no reason to fall asleep at the wheel uh, as there are going to be some guys missing from your lineups in these important matchups down the stretch. Top three ads regardless of position. As you guys know, I've used a 50% threshold for this using Yahoo ownership percentages, but this man as a record, this is at 51% owned and will be plastered across every waiver wire show known to man this, this uh, week. It's Alexander Madison at 51% owned. He should be the starter for the Minnesota Vikings for at least the next two weeks with the injury to Dalvin cook. And if you have any fab, if you have any waiver priority and this man is somehow on your roster, Maybe you didn't listen to waiver wire sniping this week where I said this guy was somebody that you should probably stash. Uh, if he is available, you need to unload everything possible to get this guy on your team as he should be a top 15 running back across the board in fantasy football the next two weeks. And if anything else, just prevent other managers in your league to get getting this man. So Alexander Madison would be number one for sure, but he's 51% on. So I just left him as a side note here. The sub-50 group, regardless of position, Jamal Williams, number one with the DeAndre Swift injury at 39% owned. Van Jefferson at number two, coming off a nine targets and a touchdown, 46% owned. Another guy that I mentioned on the waiver wire sniping show last week. And number three, I think this guy could be a difference maker if you are struggling at quarterback, Taysom Hill. Uh, he's 5% owned and has taken the first team reps right now at the quarterback position for the Saints, who will be facing off on Thursday night football. If this guy's the starter with his rushing ability, he is a force in fantasy football. He needs to be owned in more leagues. All right, let's talk about quarterback streamers. I mentioned Taysom Hill gets the Dallas Cowboys. That's, again, Thursday night football, and he's 5% owned. This is a guy that as long as he's a starter, he is a top 12 fantasy quarterback, I believe. As far as that upside goes, I think he's got it uh, with that rushing ability. Number two, as far as streamers, if you're looking at uh, at the quarterback position, it's Tua. 
Uh, he's averaged 19 fantasy points per game over his last five starts. You got to take out the one where he came in in relief, but uh, he's been pretty solid as of late, and he gets a good matchup here against the Giants. If you can manage this, Tua could be a two-week streamer over the next three weeks as he gets the Giants this week, that week 14 bye, and then he plays the Jets in week 15, which is week one of the fantasy playoffs for most of us. So I know, obviously, you guys probably have that first-round bye, but if you needed a week 15 starter as well, Tua is a great ad at 33% owned. Taylor Heineke, safe floor, low ceiling, 34% owned. You know what you're getting with this man going up against the Raiders in Vegas. Number four, Tyrod Taylor. Nice performances the last two weeks for streaming, 19 and 16 fantasy points, but gets the Colts uh, in week 13. That's a tougher matchup, even in Houston, 11% owned. Tyrod would be number four for me. And number five is Jimmy G going up against the Seahawks, 34% owned. That's going to be in Seattle. Tougher matchup on the road there, but I would take Jimmy G over the likes of Trevor Lawrence, uh, Matt Ryan, uh, Daniel Jones. So just kind of file that away for wherever you need there. And then last but not least, I put this as a side note here for Superflex Leagues. Watch out for the Jalen Hurts injury. Uh, Philly reported that he's got an ankle injury. He's a little bit banged up. Philadelphia has a week 14 bye. So if the Eagles elect to rest Hurts for the week 13 matchup and get him healthy for their playoff run post bye week, Gardner Minshew would be the ad there. So protect yourself, add this man. All right, running back position, tons of names here. So we'll roll through this quick. Madison, like I said at the top, he's cleared away. The number one ad, he's 51% though, so he's right above this group. I got 10 running backs, sub 50. Here we go. Jamal Williams, like I mentioned earlier, he would be my number one player, sub 50, regardless of position. Swift, unlikely to play in week 13. And Williams saw all but one carry uh, in that Thanksgiving Day matchup once Swift left the game. Number two is Matt Breda, also played on Thursday night and was the lead back between him and Singletary against the Saints with Zach Moss being a healthy scratch. I think Brady has shown he's working his way into this offense, 23% owned. He's, while he's a step below Madison Williams, he's still a guy that you should add. Tevin Coleman, 16 carries, was the lead back for the Jets. As Carter, the rookie, is going to be out for at least another two weeks, 18% owned. Coleman is widely available and could be a spot starter for you here down the stretch. Number four and five on this list are the Carolina Panthers running backs of Amir Abdullah and Chubba Hubbard. Now, obviously, CMC is done for the year. We know that. Panthers are on bye this week. And so I'm not exactly super excited about adding these guys because their immediate returns are none. But then when you look at their schedule down the stretch, it gets tough. Atlanta coming out of the bye, but then fantasy playoffs, you have at Buffalo, Tampa Bay, at New Orleans. Those are three of the top run defenses in the league. And these has already been a backfield that's kind of gotten cloudy since the, the signing of Amir Abdullah, getting him a little bit more involved. I actually prefer Abdullah, who's available in almost every league, to Hubbard, who's owned in 39% of leagues. But again, they're heading into a bye week. So Devonta Foreman would be my number six ad. He's 46% owned. The Titans are heading into a bye, so I don't think you have to prioritize this, this man. While he did have less yards than Hilliard, he had 19 carries, which was more. He was getting the goal line work as well. So I'll get into Hilliard here in a moment. But I think Foreman has a pretty safe role uh, as a low-end flex option at the running back position once the Titans return from bye. Ty Johnson's number seven. 40% owned. I don't like what I saw with Tevin Coleman to have Johnson any higher, but he seems to be getting still enough work there where you could play him a flex in PPR. Number eight is Rex Burkhead, who led the the Texans offense in snaps and carries. Number nine, I put Hilliard and Jerry McNichols in here combined. Hilliard, 29% owned. McNichols, 17% owned. I'm not sure that Hilliard's role stays the way it is if when McNichols is cleared. He just has a concussion, so it's not like he's it's an injury that should keep him out for 
many more weeks, but Hilliard had 12 carries, the two targets. Nice to see from him. But again, heading into a bye, all of these Titans running backs are players that you have to roster for at least two weeks to even have the opportunity to play them. Number 10 on this list, I have him at the very end here, is Boston Scott at 19% owned. Monitor the injuries to Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. Again, Eagles heading into a bye. If Scott's the last man standing, you definitely want to add this man. But because of Sanders and Howard, you have to rely on both those guys being out. I have them a little bit lower on the list. So I'll quick recap for you guys here on the podcast that don't have this in front of you. It's Madison far away above, but then the 50% or less. It's Jamal Williams, Matt Breda, Tevin Coleman, kind of in their own group. Then you have Abdullah, Hubbard, Foreman. All those guys are on by four through six. Then there's another teardrop between Johnson, Rex Burkhead, the remaining Titans running backs, and then Boston Scott's in there at number 10. I also highlight these four running backs as well that I think are priority handcuffs that could find themselves in a situation where they need to they need to be rostered. Number one is Sony Michelle, 27% on. We're hearing that Daryl Henderson is, is banged up. Unlikely that he's going to miss time. But if he did, Sony's going to skyrocket. So he needs to be rostered in a lot more leagues. If you're looking at Ty Johnson or whatever, and you're like, eh, I don't know, we're getting down to it, man. What else are you looking for? Yes, there's a few teams on by, but I think these handcuffs are just as important, if not more important, than a lot of those guys above. Sony Michelle, 27% owned. Uh, Devonta Booker, Devonte Booker, 35% owned. Samaj P. Ryan at 5% owned. And Ronald Jones at 19% owned. Consider adding these handcuff running backs ahead of some of the depth pieces that you would normally add middle of the season. We're getting down to it. It's crunch time. You need starters uh, or at least to protect against injury. So make sure you're doing that. Even if you don't have those running backs, I think those are handcuffs that any fantasy owner should be looking to add. All right. Little less shorter list here the rest of the way. Wide receivers. Van Jefferson at 49% own. He saw uh he played all but one snap for the Rams. Oda Beckham came out of that game a little bit banged up. They both scored touchdowns, but I still think I prefer Jefferson over OBJ. And with Jefferson being sub 50% ownership, that he's gonna continue to be on this list. Saw nine targets this last week. So I like the kid. Number two is Kadarius Tony battling injury. 47% owned. He didn't play in week 12, but his next few weeks uh, are down the stretch here in the fantasy playoffs are going to be really good. Cowboys, Eagles, Bears. I like Tony as long as he can find the field here. He should be added as he's now dipped below the sub 50% threshold. Rondell Moore is at number three at 22% owned. Remember the last time we saw him, he saw 11 targets. Kyler Murray coming back. DeAndre Hopkins as well. We'll see if that continues for more as far as seeing that volume, but I still like the upside of adding this kid to the end of my bench if I got the room. Kendrick Bourne comes in at number four. He's 23% owned, 20-plus fantasy points uh, in two of his last three games. I don't really love the ad necessarily because he's still kind of playing third fiddle as far as snaps, but he does have a matchup against Jacksonville still on the board, so if you're looking, there could be that. Number five is Josh Reynolds. Now, got to think way back, got to get in that way back machine. Thanksgiving Day, saw five targets, three receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. He's already familiar with Jared Goff. He played with him in uh, L.A. Now he's with him in Detroit, and I think he's going to be the wide receiver to own for the Lions, but there's that poop crown. Good luck to you. Number six on this list, I put Curtis Samuel, 13% owned. Didn't get a great look at him on Monday night, limited snap count, but he made it through the game, so... Uh, he's a guy that I look to stash in some deeper PPR leagues if he was left out there. All right, tight ends. Unfortunately, I had to remove the glorious picture of Dan Arnold as he is now out uh, and on IR for the Jacksonville Jags. So at the top of the list is 
young tight end Cole Komet coming off a career high eight receptions for 65 yards. He's seen six targets and four of his last five games. And at 24% on, he is a fine streaming option at the tight end position going up against Arizona this week. Number two on this list is Foster Moreau. Now, I would have Moreau a little bit higher if I knew for sure Waller's going to be out, but it might just be only one game or none at this point. Moreau going up against Washington this next week. He's 1% owned. Uh, he's kind of a handcuffy type uh, tight end look. And really, the reason I have him at number two is because I don't love the rest of these options, really, to be honest with you. So three through four, uh, three through five on this list is Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, Gerald Everett. Uh, actually, I'm going to, if you're watching, if you're watching this on YouTube, going to adjust that just a bit. Uh, I'm actually going to put Gerald Everett at three, caught the touchdowns uh, on Monday night. Uh, and with Ingram, I liked his production with the six targets on Sunday, but everybody and their mother was out in that game. And Conklin just hasn't really, Conklin's tight end uh, is a touchdown or bust, despite him having a great matchup against the Lions on Sunday. So I'm actually going to go Everett at three, then Ingram and Conklin rounding out the tight end streamers. So again, that five is going to be Komet, Moreau, Everett, Ingram, and Conklin. Um, and I, for me, I think Komet, Moreau, and Everett would be your would be your targets for sure if you're streaming the tight end position. All of these tight ends are available in 60-plus percent of leagues, with Moreau being available pretty much everywhere. All right, last but not least, the DST streamers. Still going to get you out of here in 15 minutes or less. DST streamers, Minnesota Vikings at Detroit, 17% owned. Go at them. They're playing the Lions. Two more matchups against bad offenses. You're looking at the Miami Dolphins at home against the Giants, 43% owned, and the Kansas City Chiefs in prime time in Arrowhead against the Denver Broncos at 26% owned. There you have it, waiver wire ahead of the week 13 games. Appreciate you checking out today's show. Warzone's coming at you tomorrow. Big bet on Thursday, and I'll be right back here live on YouTube, 7 p.m. Eastern time ahead of Thursday Night Football, taking your start-sit questions. Of course, that show will release as a podcast Friday morning. So as always, appreciate you guys. Good luck on the waivers tonight. I'll catch you later in the week. I'll see you.